It's all about rugby league now. And of course, the Warriors came out today, had a press conference, and I'm presuming the only reason behind having the press conference was, is Stephen Kearney, is Blake Green, here's some crew. Let's put the Johnson story to bed so in 2019 we can get up and running and focus looking forward as opposed to looking back. That's probably a fair summary, isn't it, Blake Green? And welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Darth. Yeah, it is um, probably a fair statement, mate. I guess it was um, it was our turn to, to sort of step up and... and and own the news that, that sort of broke a couple of weeks ago. You know, our, our uh, I guess our football department uh, and CEO have, have spoken openly about it. And, um, you know, it was Roger, myself, and, and Luke's turn today. So what's your initial, I suppose, first up, what was your initial feeling when you heard the news? Did, did you have any warning about the news? And, and how do you feel now that it's had a couple of weeks to bed in? <clears throat> oh, yeah, it was, I guess to everyone, it was, it was a bit of a shock, really. We, um... We had no idea that it, was, that it was sort of coming this way. Obviously, seen bits and pieces um, in the media, but you know, I didn't really re- read too much into it or, or at least pay attention to any of it. Um, I knew Sean was coming in for a meeting on the Tuesday. I thought it was sort of, you know, obviously had something to do with that, but I didn't think it was going to go as, as you know, the, the way it, the way it ended up finishing up. You know, 24 hours later. So, yeah, we were we were unaware and, and caught, you know, pretty much off guard by it all. Sounds like he was as well, to a degree. But any conversations between you and him? Did you even talk in the off-season? Are you these halves pairing that, that are mates, or you just only see each other at the office? No, no, we talk, obviously. I didn't get to talk to him as much because he was away playing that, that test series in England. But I caught up with him the, the week before um, he came into the club for a meeting. Um, you know, I knew he was upset about how um, you know things had been handled. and um, You know, I thought part of... Part of coming into the club, he was sort of going to uh, clear a few of those things up, but it, yeah, it just uh, didn't work out that way. Are you allowed to have an opinion on how it was handled, Blake? You've been around the bush enough; you, you understand the nature of rugby league. How, how did you see it? Yeah, <clears throat> I'm allowed to have an opinion, mate. I, um, oh, mate, I reckon you know, I reckon both parties would probably agree. They they probably could have handled things. Both could have done better, I think. Um, but at the end of the day. I, you know they've come to an agreement, and uh, you know Sean Sean's asked for a release and, and got what he got what he wanted out of it, I guess. So, um, you know, I, I think the most important thing that you know we need to talk about here is, you know, you know, from my point of view and from a player's point of view, well, we're really proud of of what Sean did for our club. You know, he, you know, especially in this country, he encouraged so many. Uh, young kids to to put on a pair of footy boots and get out down the park and, and kick the ball around and, and you know at the end of the day that that's what we were after. Um, you know he's probably one of the, the most decorated players that's played for the club. You know scoring so many points and you know brought a heap of people through the gates. It was obviously not ideal the way things finished. Um, you know but not everyone gets the, the ending that they're after in sport. That's just how it is these days. And you know we we don't hold any. Any bad blood or anything like that, we, you know, wish him all the best in, in the next couple of years at Canola. Yeah, I suppose the interesting thing there was when he kind of came out later on in the piece, he said, oh, you know, me and the coach never really got on. And um, that struck a few people as, as quite weird. But, but yourself as well, did you even notice anything like that? Did you even suspect that there was a, a, a discourse between him and the coach? No, I, I've never seen that at all, Darth. I, I, you know, I, I've, uh, I reckon if it was something... If it was, you know, something quite drastic, I would have noticed it. Um, I clearly didn't notice anything, or wasn't paying attention closely enough, or didn't see it coming. So, I, um, you know, 
thought I thought Shawnee had a really good relationship with everyone in the team. I thought that, you know, I reckon I reckon from an outsider, if you watched us play this year, you would have probably agreed. You know, we, we were all fairly close knit footy team, I reckon, and um, you know, we we did we did some really good stuff as a, as a club this year. Um, you can't you can't achieve some of those things that we did this year without having uh, a close team and a good culture and. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I didn't see a breakdown in, in that relationship at all, mate. But um, what? Yeah. So, so he leaves. There's no hard feelings. I mean, ideally, you'd probably rather have him there than than not. I suppose from a oh, team point of view, as far as playing against him. But you're not enraged or anything like that. No, I, I, I can't speak on behalf of everyone, but obviously, I'm disappointed. I I, I come to the club with the with the idea to play. Uh, the next three years with with Sean Johnson, Roger, you know, the rest of the lads, and you know that hasn't worked out that way. But you know, I've been at plenty of other clubs, as you know, Tars, every time, and, and it, never, it never works out that way. There's always something that you know that happens, and um, you know that's just the way things panned out. Obviously, of course, I would have would have rather him play uh, the last year of his of, of his contract here at the club. Um, and, and you know potentially go go better than we did this year and, and build on the, the you know the start that we had together. But you know it's not to be. And um, you know we have got some young kids that, that are at the club that have been training really hard, and, and hopefully one of them jumps out of the ground and and, and gets us off to a, a really good start to the year. Blake Green joins the program. There's, there's been a lot of suggestions around who that might be. Uh, some people said Tohu Harris has been used there before by Steve Kearney. Don't see that happening. Roger Tuivasa-Shek, nah, he's a much better fullback. Peter Hicku's name's been thrown up there because he's an experienced guy. He could probably handle the rigours of the NRL. But some of these these young blokes, who do you like the look of? Who would you like to partner? How do you see it working out? Well, I don't think that first two will probably play... Uh, Playing the halves with me, you know. I just think that yeah, I'm not a huge fan of, of weakening one position to you know to, to play another. You know, I think I think Torhu is probably uh, one of the best back rowers in the game. Certainly, Rogers one of the best fullbacks in the game. So He's the best fullback in the game. Come on, mate. He won the yeah, Daly M. Give it a <laughs> come on. Mate. I, do, I don't want to be biased. I think they're both, I think he's the best back rower. And I think Rogers the best fullback in the game. So there you go. I, I definitely I, I definitely wouldn't be moving him. Um, you know, so I would I would give it uh, to someone else, and in particular a young kid. A young kid would be ideal for us, I reckon, at the moment, just to see uh, where they're at in terms of their development, and you know, potentially if they've if they've got the goods, it's going to be someone that we can uh, use in the halves, you know, as as a as a footy club, hopefully for the next you know eight to ten years. So um, you know, Chanel's been. Um, you know, fantastic to start the preseason physically. Some of his capabilities, he's been really good. He's, he's in great nick. Um, he's put on some size and he's been training really well. Um, yeah, young Hayes there as well. He's been he's been really sharp with the footy. Um, he's got some really good feet. Um, it's really his first time in terms of uh, having a bit of an education in the halves in the preseason. So uh, I, I guess uh, you know Mooks will probably know more as we as we play some more opposed footy against each other and we get towards the trials. Um, Adam Kieran we got from uh, Penrith as well. So we, we've got some we've got some options there at the moment, but I, I reckon, you know, in my opinion, probably Chanel's got his head in front at the moment. And I suppose it's a case of, of getting in there in the preseason and just pressuring these guys and working out who pops up and you'd be very influential. Are you, are you still going to wear the same number or are you going to swap positions? I mean, what's in a number, really? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, mate, to be fair, I, I probably, you know, even though I had the six on last, the last two seasons, you know, even when I was at Manly, I, you know, I probably played the sort of traditional, you know, sort of, um, you know, scrum half or number seven sort of sort of role. So um, I guess that probably won't change a little bit. You know, it, it, it's, uh, the, the style of footy that we were playing last year allowed the sort of Roger and Sean to float around the back of shape. And, and, and I sort of, you know, stayed on the ball and played in the centre of the field. And I reckon... Uh, that'll probably be still our go uh, next season. Great stuff. Hey, thanks for answering the phone, Blake Green. Good man. Uh, enjoy your Christmas break. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys sweat it out on the sand dunes uh, throughout pre-season. <laughs> uh, thanks, Darts. Appreciate it, mate. Have a good Christmas.